Hi friends, future Jillian here. I just wanted to pop in really quick and give you guys kind of a warning, but not really. Um, just a friendly reminder that you were listening to our earlier episodes. So at this point, we were still kind of figuring out our groove and figuring out what we were doing. And so please don't judge us on these ones. At least give some of the newer ones a listen. We really got into it around episode four or five, but we got our new microphones in episode nine. So you will notice quite a bit of a sound quality difference if you're listening backwards from our newest episodes to our first episodes. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And I'm Jillian. Jillian is our resident true crime expert. So we ended up creating this podcast because I know nothing about true crime, and Jill constantly makes references to true crime. And so we thought this would be a fun way for her to teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey. So every week we talk about a new case and Jill kind of educates me on what's been going on and what I need to know about. And we are back together another week with another episode. Okay, so I'm going to start this one off um, with another trigger warning for severe child abuse. So I don't want this story. I'm sorry. <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> you might have actually already heard already heard this one. I don't know. Um, when did you delete your Facebook account? I don't know either, honestly. Well, this one was like really big on Facebook, so I wasn't sure if you had already heard of it. But today's case is a little different. How long ago was it? Uh, twenty eighteen. I honestly don't remember if I deleted it already or not. Well, I just don't remember. If you've heard of it, you'll It'll definitely okay. remember. Yeah. So, um. It's a little different and involves a family's dark secret that ended up making national headlines. So, today is the story of the Turpin family, David and Luis and their 13 children. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Well, you're this in doesn't ring for a ride. Okay. I like the wild rides. A sad ride. Yeah, let's start back in 1999. The family moved from Fort Worth, Texas to Rio Vista, Texas. This was when the abuse in their family started. It started off in the form of neglect and abandonment. Unfortunately, as the years passed, the abuse got worse. In 2010, they left their home in Texas and moved to California. In the that's home- an odd move. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's like, <laughs> that's an odd move. I feel like a lot of Texans hate California. And I'm sure the people in California hate Texans. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I feel like that's very stereotypical. I actually hear of a lot of Californians that moved to Texas. To Austin, specifically. To get out of Texas, to get out of California. Yeah, but So like, it's weird that they're going there. But like, I think it had to do something with work. I'm not quite sure. Okay. But, um... I, I don't know everything about Texas, but when I lived there for a couple months this year, I heard a lot of people complaining about people moving from California to Texas, they were like, get out. <laughs> Go back yeah. to California. Well, they kind of, like, ruined the housing market. Well, then because, I, uh, that's what I was saying But this was Austin. in 2010. I guess I actually saw a news article just the other day about, like, there was, like, a... I don't remember the percentage, so I don't want to throw one out there. But it was, like, a massive percent of people in Austin are now from California. <laughs> like, it doesn't shock me. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And I guess the housing market in Austin is the worst in the United States right now. Yeah, because, because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
this was in 2010, so I, know. I don't Sorry. think. No, not, you're fine. Not to ruin your story. No, I just, I, I know it was a lot cheaper then. So moving from Texas, where housing markets was cheaper, mm-hmm. to California, where, where it's, it's crazy, yeah. is, is a weird move. It just seems like the cultures, at least of the California that you think of when you're from no coast land, you think of like LA and San Francisco. Yeah. And the lifestyle there is very different than the lifestyle and what you think of of Texas. I want to go. I've yeah. I've been to California. I've touched down in California. I've never been to California, but like, so I cannot speak for I California want, at all. I want to see California. I know it's, like, huge. And then, like, once you get up, like, north, it gets, like, kind of, like, from what I told, like, rednecky. <laughs> you know? Well, there's rednecks everywhere. Right. But, like, it's more like... From I don't know if this is right. If you're from California, please don't yell at us. Like from what I heard, it's Educate a lot of us, more like we just don't know. Right. Like I heard there's like farmers up there. Well, I think that's true because I think there's like vineyards for like winemaking and things like that, and those take a lot yeah. of space. You know. True. So I would think that there it would be a little bit more spread out, but I really don't know because I've never been there. So actually, our first tour will be in California. Oh gosh. So come show us your land, <laughs> but. In the home that they left in Texas, there were reports of dead pets, feces, and garbage all over. Gross. Right. When they got to California, things got even more severe, as the kids were deprived of medical care, education, access to showers, and basic hygiene. They were deprived of, of food as well. I know we kind of just, like, jumped right into it. I was, I'm feeling like Yeah, I'm sorry. There was just a lot. Um, so, let me just recap. There's 13 kids? Mm-hmm. All okay. biological children. Oh my gosh. Right. Not that I think people shouldn't be able to have kids, but that's just a lot of children. Right. Well, yeah. My boyfriend's the oldest of 12. But they were very... So whenever they moved, like, when they moved, they didn't have all 13 kids. Like, having 13 kids is, like, present day. Like, they have... Oh, they okay. ended at 13 kids. Okay. Um, But... So the oldest daughter, Jennifer, said in an interview with 2020 that the siblings were only allowed to eat once a day and bathe once a year. I wish I was kidding. Once a year? Right, yeah. So Did they not go to school? No. They were actually, the father told the state of California that they were homeschooled. But they were reportedly left starving while the parents had junk food. And reportedly the parents would, like, leave pies on the counter and not let the kids eat it. Coupled with that, they were beaten upon the slightest temp- attempt to steal food from their parents. Jennifer also... I would just like to say, sorry not to cut you off. Eating food in your house is not stealing food from your parents. They would taunt them with the food. I don't like these people. No. So, Jennifer also shared that the children were punished for the smallest things, and they faced violent beatings from their parents. She claimed that her mom pushed one of the siblings down the stairs for entering her bedroom while their dad often beat them with belts and sticks until they bled. When I said severe child abuse, I... That's why I put severe, because I don't think that just child abuse um, cut it, but... Yeah, especially, like, several forms here. Right. We've heard about already. Though they also were not allowed to use the restroom, so this... Excuse me, what? They were not allowed to use the bathroom. Where did they go? In the house. In other parts. They weren't allowed in the washroom. Why? I Because... These, what is going on here? Like, I'm confused. Their parents were, like, severely, like messed up but obviously them not being able to use the bathroom left their house in severely unhygienic living conditions right the children were off were often strangled tied and shackled tied and shackled on their beds with ropes and chains that 
and chains that only the parents had the key for. This, this is the worst story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm confused. Like, I'm like shocked. I've never heard of this. I've definitely never heard of this story. I cannot even believe that something like this happened just a few years ago. And it happened in like... Like in secret for a long time. Like, I'm so surprised that they got away with this for In a so modern long. sub... Like in a nicer, like, subdivision in California. Oh my... So... I'm like... I'm like freaking out. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I no, just like can't fine. wrap my head around this. So, like we said before, um, their father, David, claimed that they were homeschooled and they had no... No education aside from the oldest sister, who was enrolled in school at a young age, but pulled out shortly after that. The siblings had old phones that didn't have service and would record videos of themselves and watch videos. This is where one of the siblings, Jordan, came across Justin Bieber in his videos. She said that watching his interviews and videos made her realize that there's a whole different world out there and that she wanted to experience it. Her mother discovered that Jordan had been watching these videos and choked her for it. She said, Jordan said, and I quote, I thought I was going to die that day. After the whole day happened, I just kept having nightmares that she was going to kill me. I will say that there were, like, pictures when this first happened and, like, their parents would, like, randomly just, like, take them on a trip to, like, Disney World. Yeah. And, like, have, like, a family photo of them. But, like... Other than that, they were just, like, literally locked in their house, which made, like, no sense to me. Like, they got eloped in Vegas, and, like, they had their kids at the... Or not eloped. They renewed their vows in Vegas or something, and, like, had the kids there. But, like, they had the faces of the children blurred out, but, like, you could tell they were, like, ill. Um, So, following that incident, on the night of January 14th, 2018, 17-year-old Jordan decided to escape from the house. She discussed this plan with some of her siblings. Her sister Jennifer drew up a map, a map of the neighborhood with memories that she had of being outside and gave her any advice that she could. They realized they needed to call 911. This came to thought after their brother had secretly been watching the show Cops. This also gave them the ideas that they needed evidence, so Jordan took some pictures of her sisters being chained up. After hearing her mother talk about moving to Oklahoma, she decided that this was her only chance. She jumped out of the window and ran down the street to call 911 on her phone. Jordan said, and I quote, I had no idea what direction to go. I was so scared. I was trying to dial 911, but I couldn't even get my thumb to press the buttons because I was shaking so bad. I was telling them everything. We don't go to school. We live in filth. How we starve and all of this stuff. Because I had to make sure that if I left, we couldn't go back. I was like, I'm scared. My parents are going to come. They would just kill me right there, especially if they knew I was on the phone with the police. She said she wasn't even sure how to act outside and that she was in the middle of the road because she didn't even know what sidewalks were. She actually didn't even know their address or the street. The dispatcher tracked Turpin's location from the GPS on her cell phone, and the call lasted about 22 minutes before a deputy arrived at her location. So the phones were turned off, but... I think you can use... You can still use it for emergency services. I'm so shocked by this. Also, I'm shocked that her... Like, I'm shocked that this so far has worked out because she's standing in the middle of the road. Like, her parents would see her right away if she went went, outside. Well, this was was at, like... I, I didn't see an exact time, but this was, like... Middle of the night? Middle of the night, like, early in the morning. So this was probably, like, 4 or 5 a.m. when she did this. 
Um, but it was also said that they, like, didn't go outside, so they didn't really, like, have any sort of normalcy to their sleep schedule or their lives because they were inside all the time. No, that makes sense. I'm just, like, I guess my heart is, like, thumping because I'm nervous for her that her parents are going to walk outside and she's going to be in the middle of the road. Yeah. Well, she did, she did go away from the house before she called. That's why her sister, like, drew the map. But she, I'm surprised nobody called the police on her, but luckily they didn't. And so Deputy Anthony Colas, who was finishing up his graveyard shift, arrived to what he thought was the average runaway case. He thought this was just where you take the kid home and they work things out with their parents. But when he arrived, he saw a young, scared girl with a chilling story. She started to talk about how her mother had some of her siblings chained up because they tried to steal her food. The officer asked if Jordan took any medicine. I think, to be completely honest, he probably thought that she had some sort of mental issue. Um, That makes sense. Like, this sounds like a story straight out of hell, honestly. Yeah. Well, she replied with, what's medicine? Or medication. Yeah. Um, Because she didn't even know what it was. And then he asked if she had pictures of her siblings who were chained up. And luckily, as we said earlier, because of the show Cops, she showed him the picture saying, see, and I quote, see, those are the places that they make in on them. She didn't even understand what the word bruised meant. But that was what she was referring to. Once he saw the photos, he knew that this was not your average runaway case and quickly took actions, knowing Jordan's family could be looking for her. He got her into the back of his car, and then when he asked if she had any injuries, she replied with, what's injuries? He asked if she was hurt, and Jordan said, oh no, not right now. He then called for more backup. It's now 7.23 a.m., and quietly, deputies pull up to the seemingly normal house in a nice suburban neighborhood. How did she know how to get back? If she hadn't been outside, like, how did she know what her house looked like? Well, I think she was literally just, like, down the street from it. Yeah. Um, These are the irrelevant questions that my head thinks of. I'll show you the body cam footage after this. Wow. Yeah. They knocked on the door, and for two minutes and ten seconds, the nobody answered. But then the parents cracked the door open. Um, they were obviously nervous when they were told that they got a call for a welfare check. But luckily, since this was a case of child welfare, they didn't need a warrant. They entered the house to find it completely filthy, dark, and foul. They located what they believed to be 12 children on the inside of the house, but were shocked to discover that seven of them were actually grown adults, between the ages of 2 and 29. Oh my god! The children were found quietly sitting in filthy beds, limp, frail, caked in dirt, and their arms covered in bruises. One child was found with his wrist and ankles chained to the bedpost. He had been in that state for weeks. Body cam footage from that day showed the heavy chains that they used on the children. Usually their diet only consisted of just peanut butter sandwiches. The sisters said in an interview, on rare occasions, they were given frozen food. And if they were still hungry and got caught trying to eat anything else, they would be punished. Sometimes the children were left so hungry that they ate packets of ketchup and ice cubes. They lacked knowledge of basic terms like police, and several failed how to spell their own names. They had a hard time believing that these were adults, with the oldest, who was 29 at the time, weighing only 82 pounds. Oh my god. They were immediately taken in for medical care. Some were so emaciated that they could barely walk. Others suffered from heart damage due to lack of nutrients. One preteen's arm was the size of a four and a half month old baby. The eldest, Jennifer, said the first thing that she did once she knew she was safe was dance in her hospital room. 
After treatment, the minors were placed in foster care. As for the parents, um, they eloped in Texas when Luis was just 16 and David was 24. They later got married in 1984. Gross. But Luis was a homemaker who also grew up in an abusive household, but I don't think that gives anyone a right to do what she did. David had a successful career in computer engineering. He retired, then filed for bankruptcy. Following their 2018 arrest, the Turpin parents pled non guilty to the 14 felony charges against them. But changed How can the- you plead not guilty? Well, they changed their plea to guilty the following year when they were s- sentenced to serve a lifetime in prison, but have the possibility of parole after 25 years. Possi- no parole. Right. Prosecutors described how thoroughly the Turpin, how thoroughly the Turpin children were ta- traumatized and that their cognitive impairment and nerve damage will likely affect them for the rest of their lives. Riverside County District Attorney Mike Hestron said, quote, this is among the worst, most aggravated child abuse cases that I've ever seen or been involved in in my career as a prosecutor. And here's some quotes from court. Louise, the mom, said, quote, I'm sorry for everything I've done to hurt my children, end quote. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think you are. Yeah, thanks so much for that apology, Louise. Right. David followed it up with, quote, I love them more than they could ever imagine. No, you don't. I thank God for all of my children. No, and you don't. I'm sure. There's you- no way that you feel that way. I am, I'm so sorry, and I am not normally like a hard and fast kind of gal. Like, I normally like to stay in the middle. I don't like these people. Mm-mm. And they did not deserve to have children. No. What horrible things they did to them. You're not even done, and I'm just mad. No, it's okay. Um, But, yeah, I'm sure in return their children are very thankful to God that you're rotting in prison. So, um, allegedly, though, one of the Turpin children reportedly forgave their parents, and some have the right to visit them in prison. However, nearly 10 of the 13 siblings have 10-year restraining orders against the parents, uh, David resides in California State Prison, and Luis is at Central California Women's Facility. I will say, though, that... I didn't write this down. Hang on. It's not the Wagner Syndrome. What is it? Uh, Burke, uh, Stockholm? Stock, Stockholm. Birkenstock. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I do love my Birkenstocks. I was going to say, probably all of the children have some, some Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Well, they were... Said they were literally terrified to leave... Um, and, but, like, 25 years old and still, like, well, stuck. Here's the thing. They don't even know. Like, there's, right. they know nothing different. Like, they don't know that when you get a, when you're 18, you're an adult. And when you're in your 20s, you move out. Or, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really don't have, have that societal yeah. progression of life. Right. Because they were not part of society. Yeah. Other than watching videos, apparently. Which, I think it's funny that she specifically mentioned Justin Bieber, because he's your boo thing. Right. So, with her parents in jail, you would think that the siblings would be safe, right? Oh, I did think that, and I'm not happy that that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. You're wrong. Well, so, a couple of the Turpin children were placed with foster parents who were... Oh, yes. I can already see where this is going to go. I'm mad. Mm Mm-hmm. They were arrested and charged with abusing multiple children, including at least one of the Turpin children... Another one was told by their foster parent that she understood why her parents would chain her up. You're joking. I wish I was. That literally gives me chills. Well, I can't imagine, like, knowing what these kids have been through and... Saying that to them? Exactly. Like, so... I don't understand people. I also 
do not understand why people become foster parents. Foster parenting is like something that's near and dear to my heart. But I can't understand why you would be a foster parent if it wasn't something that you really wanted to do. Right. Like, it's hard. If you don't like kids... Don't do it. Even though there's a shortage of foster parents, if you don't like kids and you can't give them your whole heart, do not become a foster parent. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for the kids. And even though there are kids out there who need a foster home, they don't need yours if you're not going to treat them right. Amen. That's no, how I, I feel. I really, I agree. And, you know, I'll see some on TikTok that are foster parents that do amazing jobs. Me too. And their comments are filled with people that say they're only in it for the money. Like, you think that people make Let's buku dollars? And- I'm going to pull up Missouri. Uh, my husband and I applied to become foster parents right before COVID hit. And before we ever finished the classes or anything like that, the, like, agency shut down. And we've never been contacted by them since, which we've moved to a different county now. But the amount of money that you make per day in the state of Missouri, I believe, is $3. Which I know. Which cover, you need to feed them. Exactly. Which costs more than $3. Right. So that's what, that's why it blows my mind that you see, don't get me wrong, there are some messed up people that do this. But, like, to see somebody actually, like, going out of their way to buy all these things and try to make their foster kids feel as comfortable as possible and like all the comments are just bashing them when there's people that say stuff like this to them that are out there and we're putting all our negative energy towards people that are actually trying to do the right thing it blows my mind yeah it very well could have changed since we looked it up too but i can't imagine it changed that much but it was so little and i was so confused and appalled by the fact that so many people make money so you do get you do get a stipend depending on how long they're with you for clothes and things like that. But you get it, I think they said they can break it up into up to four different pieces of the stipend. So if they're with one family for three months, they would only get a quarter. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times kids aren't with families for a quarter of the year. So some families get no money at all for that. The annual clothing allowance is $400 if if the child is between 6 and 12 years old. And if they leave one foster home and go to the next with no clothes at all, you don't start over with the $400. If they spent 200 on the clothes for that house, That's you get $200 amount. for the year. Oh, for the year. Yeah. I think they've updated this because this is different. I wonder if the bill that was in process got passed. I don't know. I do know that at the time when I was talking to her, Missouri was 48th in foster care reimbursement of 50 states. Well, they did. They increased it in 2021. So that's probably why. Oh, she said after deducting food, clothing, shelter, and expenses from foster care payments, parents are left with about 50 cents a day. That's the profit that they make. I still don't think, I mean, I'm sure there are people that do it for money, but I... No, there are. It was just whenever I was looking at it, it was in per month and we divided it out and it was like so little money. They might have like taken like costing out and it really been... Maybe. Three bucks. Maybe. Expenses, not costing. And maybe there are separate things from what I was reading and I didn't realize that you would get like additional compensation. But this says the average monthly stipend ranges from $250 to more than 700 per month. If we divide it by 30 days, that's $8 a day. Anyway. Well, we don't know who these people <laughs> so are. So sorry. They did it, but they did not seem very nice. But Melissa Donaldson, the director of victim services in Riverside County, said in an interview with 2020 that they felt betrayed she said 
Did we see kids not having a safe place? Did we see kids not having a safe place to live or stay at times? Yes. Did they have enough food at times? They did not. Sometimes they didn't have access to housing and had to couch surf for a place to sleep. They had to go to churches to get food. Jordan said that she was released from extended foster care in July without any help or food or health care or housing, and that her oldest sister, Jennifer, isn't in a better position. Jennifer is living in a horrible, crime-ridden neighborhood where one of the siblings has been assaulted. What's crazier is that when the story initially broke, strangers donated over half a million dollars to the siblings, and they are having trouble getting access to that money that was given to them. Riverside County District Attorney Mike Hendrick said, quote, they have been victimized again by the system, and that's unimaginable unimaginable to me that we could have the very fir- the very worst case of child abuse that I've ever seen, maybe one of the worst in California history, and that we would then not be able to get it together and give them basic needs, basic necessities, though most of the siblings have chosen to keep their identities and their lives private. Jordan is active on social media. I actually follow her on TikTok, and she just posted a dance video with Lauren Gray. Nice. Yeah. And she's still hoping to meet Justin Bieber. Literally, her entire comment section is filled with people talking Justin Justin Bieber. (laughs) And Haley, yeah. (laughs) So her oldest sister, Jennifer, is on Instagram, and just recently, three days ago, posted that she has officially completed phlebotomy school. Nice. And she just got her first job working as a phlebotomist, and that she's so happy. So, if you want to donate to the Turpin siblings... Apparently, you shouldn't, because they won't get the money. This is not the same. I I believe, initially, the first one was maybe, like, a GoFundMe or something like that. But this is one that Jordan herself has... Put together. Okay. Well, I don't know if she put it together. But she has access. Yeah, she's telling people that they should give to this one. Um, This is for all her siblings. If you want to donate to Jordan personally, her Venmo and, like, Cash App or something is... um, If you look her up on TikTok... It's in her bio, but the JC Foundation will be in the description of this video. So. This ain't a video, girl. This a pod. Oh, I'm sorry. In the description of this podcast. Because <laughs> I sent them to Heather before, so she has them, so I won't forget. Thank you. That makes my life easier. I am utterly shocked by the story. I can't believe that I didn't know about it. I just can't. I literally cannot believe that that happened. How am I so out of the loop all the time? Well, that's why I asked if you had Facebook at that time. You must not have, because it was literally all over Facebook. Yeah, I must not have. I really don't remember when I deleted it. These were their pictures. Like, every once in a blue moon or something, they would go out and do something and then just get put right back into isolation. But it's crazy. That is so odd. Yeah. I I feel like... I'm so confused by this. Well, and, like, apparently, like... Her, Luis's sister, like, had no idea that this was going on because they just didn't talk to them. But I have a feeling that she posted pictures on social media and act like they were on Big Happy Family and nobody actually knew. But I will show you the body cam footage of when they went inside. Actually, I'll just... Is it, like, a YouTube video? Yeah. Okay, I can... I will link the body cam footage as well. Oh, actually, so... There is an entire special on ABC News with 2020, and it's called Escape from a House of Horrors. That sounds they like a House of Horrors. That's an appropriate name. Yeah. So I just showed Heather the body cam footage of um, the deputy who I realized I pronounced his name wrong. It was Deputy Colas? Kalachi. Kalachi. Is I what said they Col- said on the 2020. I said Colas earlier, I think. 
I said it wrong earlier. I know I said it wrong. Well, she said like, Kalachi on the video. So it's Kalachi. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's, but um, I was literally like, I'm shaking now and I was shaking the whole time I was watching it because I was so nervous. Yeah. So, you know, I say go follow them if you can donate. But then she pulled up um, Jordan's TikTok to show yeah. me the video that she had posted. I don't know. It's just so odd. It was really, it was really odd to watch the body cam footage because she almost couldn't speak. Like, right. she didn't have the vocabulary to communicate the things that she needed to communicate, which Joel had said in the story, like, she didn't know the word bruises, but it was way more than that. Like, it was just, you could tell that she had to think really hard to come up with her sentences. It's, like, hard to explain. Like, you would have to watch it to see, but that's, like, mind-boggling to me that she was literally, like, locked away as a 17-year-old didn't know how to communicate at all and this was her first time communicating with somebody who was not like her, her family. family so and she then, literally said that in the video she was like this is my first time talking to somebody outside so i'm sorry this is hard for me yeah and well that was only a snippet you should watch the entire 2020 um series on it it's only a couple hours long i think but um you know her like in the previously like trying to talk to dispatch and i totally get that I'm not trying to blame dispatch or anything like that. But, like, I feel like dispatch was getting frustrated with her because she didn't know, like, anything. She didn't know her house address. She didn't know how to tell them where she was. Um, right. And I'm sure that that would be frustrating. Right. And they probably were confused and thought on the phone. Child. Or, like, they were like, this is a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of One or the other. They were either, like... This is a really little kid or this is a prank or mental mental health, which I really think that the officer probably thought that that's what it was at first until he saw the photos. Yeah, because that's when he took an entirely in the video that we watched, like took not that he was not nice before he's he was very nice. And they actually did reunite after, I think, what, three years or something since it's been they did reunite at the end of the 2020 special and got to talk to each other and he seems like a very nice guy but yeah. you could tell that was like when he went into like okay this is serious this is happening yeah. mode yeah you could definitely tell and like you said it wasn't that he was not being nice or like not trying to be helpful but it was also like he was just like perplexed a little bit right when like, you when you hear you somebody saying? say like, that like what's going on right because like it's not every day that somebody's telling you like hey yeah so like my my, my sisters, sisters are trying to steal food. They're chained to their bed. Like, yeah, it's kind of a taken aback yeah. when you hear that. So I it's, just wanted to, I thought this one was important to put out there because I wonder what do you need do help. though. Like, I wonder what you do as a 29 year old who's only lived in your parents' house where you were abused. Mm-hmm. She, you said that she went to like elementary school for a brief period of time and then was pulled out like Many of these, of this family, many members of this family are adults. Mm -hmm. So you cannot go to kindergarten. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, How do you catch up? I think that pretty much, I don't know, because so most of them, you know, don't have their identities um, shown or names out there or anything like that. But I do know that they were, like, working on getting their, like, GED and obviously... I know, but still, getting your GED is not the same as going through all of school. It's to say, I know these facts. You right. know what I mean? Right. Which, it, I mean, it is kind of hard to know because, of course, that's totally, like, their right to and I don't blame them. 
but we don't have, we know what Jordan and Jennifer are up to, but as far as everyone else, you know, I don't really know Yeah, what they did, but I can't imagine only having like a literal third grade reading level or having a third grade education and then going on to I'm getting... surprised that, I don't know that Jennifer didn't know, but clearly Jordan did not know about like the police and things like that. I'm surprised that if Jennifer didn't know, I'm surprised by that. That you wouldn't learn that in third grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that... That didn't come out right because I was stuttering. But there are just a lot of things that I would think that... Like a bruise. I mean, when you fall on the playground at school, you get a bruise. Like, that's a vocabulary word that I would think you would know by third grade. Yeah, and I'm going to have to double check to see if it was third grade. Because one of the articles I was reading was not, like, based in the U.S. So they said three standard... And I thought that meant third grade. But let me see. I'm just saying. And obviously, so much is going on in the situation. It's very possible that, like, she forgot what she learned in third grade. Well, yeah. They definitely, went to well, the, they, you know what I mean? Because she, sure. she's gone through so much. Oh, I forgot that this was a part of the 2020 series, too. So, one of the students. So, I'll just. Oh, it was third grade. So, apparently, she got, like. And I don't know if if she only got put in at third grade and then pulled out very quickly. Mm. But one of her students or one of the other students posted on Facebook after this had came out, you know, posted that everybody bullied her because she was like dirty. Yeah, unfortunately. Probably. Um, And she got made fun of and that he basically just like felt horrible because he had absolutely no idea what her home life was yeah um, i wonder if this is the reason why california's homeschool standards are so high which i don't know how long they've been really high but in california if you say that you're homeschooling your student i'm pretty sure you have to like submit like homework and tests and like physical copies or possibly digital copies i'm not sure about how the system it like works but I'm pretty sure that you have to submit evidence to prove that you're actually teaching your children something. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they started that because of this. I don't know. It could have been going on before. But I have heard that in California, it, it's a little bit more, like, Well, it had to rigorous. not been that rigorous if they got away with it. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if they, like, just didn't get in trouble for not doing it. Or if California was like, wait, we need to protect these kids and make sure that they are getting an education. Right. Yeah, I don't know, this entire, it's, like, crazy to hear, and you realize that these people, like, lived it, and one for nearly 30 years, I just can't, cannot imagine. Um, We would still be there now. You and I would still be in the house. Right. Right now. Chained to a bed. Right. Like, and. For eating food. And their beds were covered in fecal matter, because they were not allowed to leave. Like, that one, the one of the brothers was chained to bed for, I think, two weeks when they found him. So, I... It's disgusting. Like, I'm absolutely appalled. Yeah, and I know... So, I I really briefly went over um, the parents, like, prior life, because I do not think it matters. Like, I understand, like, whatever, but I, I don't care where you came from. I do not care... That you were... You had an abusive household. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that it's okay. Right. Like, I do care if somebody grew up in an abusive household, but trying to use that as an excuse to literally torture your children to nearly death, I think that's ridiculous, but I, uh, apparently she was, like, 
her grandpa or dad or something was like a pastor and they were Pentecostal, but she nice. practiced witchcraft according to her sister. But then they used the the Pente- mom did yeah when after she w- was abused by her grandfather she okay. like practiced that according to her sister. But then they used their and me and Heather are Pentecostal. Then they used their religion basically to say that's why they were punishing their kids. But and I would I'm not... clearly appalled by it. So that's oh, yeah. clearly not a thing that exists i I was actually talking so i work in the nursery at our church and um i was talking to one of the girls that i was working in there with and telling her about this and well we were just talking about this case and i was like oh you're spreading the cases before i know about them she's not gonna tell you (laughs) but we we were talking about it because i was talking about the podcast trying to plug it you know and i was i was telling her about how i was planning on doing this because i really think that these they need more recognition recognition, because they were so wronged by the state of California that I think it's important to get their story out there. But as soon as I said something, like, said that they were Pentecostal, she stopped me and she's like, that is not what a Pentecostal is. You know, I know we sometimes get bad raps, but if anybody tries to use any of their religion as an excuse to do that or malicious intense towards children above anybody like that's not what it's about so the fact that they're trying to hide behind that as their excuse to why they were punished it boggles my mind yeah there's lots of different kinds of pentecostal churches who like just as in christianity all the different types of christianity believe just a little bit different same within pentecostal churches but I know lots of people who are Pentecostal from even UPC. Lots of different churches. And I have never met anyone who was like, yeah, we abuse our kids because God told us to. Right. Or God wants them to be punished. That's disgusting. I I literally, I I don't care what religion you are. I've never heard anybody use an excuse. Well, my religion told me that I should do this. Like, no, it didn't. Sorry. I don't care what. It did not tell you to tell your children to go to the bathroom in their bed. It did not tell you to tell your children that they're not allowed to take showers. Or eat. Or eat food. It did not tell you to do that. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry, but that's just not the case. Yeah, it just, I literally, I don't think they will ever make parole, but in 25 years, if they haven't met their maker yet, I don't see them getting out of prison ever. I will be severely disappointed in the state of California if they ever do see the light of day again because I think they need to be locked up and forced to sit in their own feces for two weeks like they thought it was okay for their children. So, I'm also thinking about like the absolute horrific skin lesions that sitting in your own urine and feces for two weeks at a time would cause. Or even like, even just them going to the bathroom. I'm sure they didn't have toilet paper. That they couldn't clean themselves off. They weren't allowed in the washrooms. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if they had to poop in the corner of their room, which, like, I don't... Obviously, I'm sad that, that happened, but I'm just talking logistics here because that's what I always do. I probably annoy everybody. But if you can't wipe, there would always be a little bit there. And, like, it would always, like, eat away at your skin a little bit. Like, how horribly uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I wonder... I know that they were, like malnourished and you were talking about how like underdeveloped their bodies were but I also wonder if they were like really sick from literally sitting in their feces all the time yeah I um 
I'm sure that they were. I don't know. She didn't look very sick. She didn't look sick in the video. I mean, she looked like she wasn't pale or anything like that. But you saw Jennifer, the older sister, too. Could you imagine her being 82 pounds? Yeah. That At 29 years old? Yeah. That's just... It's horrible. Sad. But I do love how the first thing that she did was dance in her room because she was so happy to, like, be out of there and be able to breathe fresh air and smell grass. Yeah. That was... A that was a doozy of a story. I told you I tried to warn you. No, you did, and I'm glad that you did because I would have been like, what is going on right now if you hadn't given me any sort of warning? I hope that never happens to anybody ever again. Well, I hope that this... So, it said that it had been years and years and years and some of them like, hadn't even had like any dental or medical care or anything like that. I'm sure. But like, I think... I know that when public schools do that thing where like I saw somebody talk about it on TikTok that was like it was so embarrassing that they like all made an inappropriate that they made children get physicals at school and like have I guess switch something around in their mouth that showed plaque that they did at public school. I never had to do that. Well apparently it was a thing at most public schools. I don't know necessarily what time frame. I you had to get a physical if you had to get a physical if you were gonna play like a sport or like some of the gym classes, you had to have a physical to say that you, your body was, like, healthy enough to endure the whatever that they were making you do. Um, but I don't think I had to have a physical just to go to school. And no one ever made me switch stuff around my mouth to show plaque. We did have a day in third grade, I distinctly remember it, where they put this, like, hand sanitizer foam is what it looked like. And we wiped it all over our hands as the germy third graders that we were. And then they made us go to the bathroom and wash our hands. And we all washed our hands not well because we're third graders. And then we went back to class and then they put a black light over our hands and you could see everywhere that the foam was that we didn't wash off. Mm-mm. Did that change your life? Honestly, <laughs> I was so weird. <laughs> in third grade, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. I was in third grade, so like, don't come for me. In third grade, I thought it was smart of me. To put soap on my hands as I was leaving the bathroom and, like, rub it in while I walked to class. And then whenever I went to the bathroom, I would go to the bathroom and I would come out and I would use the water. And the soap was already on my hands. It was faster. So I thought it was, like, a genius idea. I would just already have the soap on my hands. Okay, you mean, like, before you go to, like, when you're in the bathroom, before you go pee, you put the soap on your hands? No, when I was walking back to class. After I had gone to the... This only happened, like, three days. Okay. And you just realized it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> it happened for, like, three days. I broke out in eczema. And my mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, I put soap on my hands. And she was like, don't do that. And I was like, okay. And I didn't yeah, do it Yeah, dry anymore. your hands out. Yeah, feel my hands now. Like, I have eczema still. Well, mine are starting to crack from washing my hands so much. They're, like, scaly. But for, like, three days I did this. Because I was like, I'm going to save some time. So I would use the soap, let it dry on my hands, keep it on my hands while I'm in the classroom, and then whenever I'd have to go to the bathroom, I could just put my hands under the water. I didn't have to get soap, it which is, is stupid. If you if in third in grade, third grade mind that this was smart. brilliant. Like you, you're a genius. <laughs> in retrospect, horrible might not idea. Work out that good. <laughs> but yeah, I got really bad eczema. My mom was like, "What are you doing different?" And I was like, "Oh, I put my soap on while I'm walking to class," and she was like hand sanitizer and I was like 
no nope. <laughs> my soap and she was like stop doing that and i was like okay i won't do it anymore well i'm surprised that they don't do that i didn't know that i mean like but my they mom showed us stuff. about our germs well i know they have like eye exams and stuff like that and people on tiktok were talking about how um degrading it was to have to do that but the reason that they i know did it at least back in the day was to make sure you weren't being neglected at home so that's what kind of a whole roundabout point like since they apparently don't do it anymore, I think that would be smart because, you know, kids sh- kids can show signs of neglect even without doing that stuff, to, but to try and make sure that every kid has basic dental and eye care and stuff like that, I think is important. But showing you how to wash your yeah. hands is good too. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can remember. We were, all of us walked in and we were like, we've been tricked. <laughs> And we all had purple, like glows purple, right? Mm-hmm. We all had purple on our hands except for like one kid and we were all like giving him the stink eye because we were like, you're the only one that's not gross. And then basically they like showed us how to wash our hands properly, which I don't remember if that was before or after my hand soap incident, but I don't know. Third grade, obviously it's a blur. I can't remember most of it, but I do remember the black light day, but I don't remember ever switching anything in my mouth. Yeah. I and obviously know. we did vision tests, but... Yeah. I don't think that that's a bad thing either. No. So, well, she ended up getting, like, a lot of flack for it because she tried to say that it was, like, degrading. And everybody in the comments was like, no, that's literally... Helpful. Help, yeah. Because, A, some kids don't have access to eye exams. Mm-hmm. But as far as everything else, Well, also, it's... like, as a kid, you just don't... You don't know that your vision's weird. Right. It's just, like, all you've ever known. So, it can be super helpful. Yeah. Um, that is... Today's case of the Turpin family, and I think we've said everything that we can say, but I just want to say that, Jordan, we are so proud of you, and I hope you get to meet Justin Bieber. So I mean, we're proud of all of your family. Right. You well, too, but yes. Like, all of them, but... It, all of you went through such a horrific experience, and I'm so glad that you have come out on the other side, or at least, like, walking through trying to come out on the other side. Especially still getting everything thrown at you. I really hope that the state gets its act together and gives you that the money that strangers who were very touched by your story gave you and your siblings. Yeah. So. A hundred percent. But. We wish you the best. Yep. And. And. Oh, Christmas already passed. We should have said Merry Christmas on the other one. Sorry. Is it New Year's? Happy New Year. Is it? <laughs> yeah. And Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2022 yeah we'll see you in 2022 all right hopefully it's better than the last few years so mm, hopefully we can hope right yep you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and stitcher most of our listeners are on stitcher by the way which like i'm shocked by thank you so much for your support um we also have a tiktok and an instagram i always link those in the description so you can find those there we will have the references and Probably links to those donation sites also in the description for this episode or the show notes, whatever you want to call it. And we will be together for another episode next week. All right. Bye. Bye.